Hello everyone, this is Brandon, and welcome to Brands Tech. This interview will begin in just one moment, so please stay tuned. Hello everyone, this is Brandon, and welcome to this episode of Brands Tech. How are you all? I really hope everyone is doing well and is staying safe. And so today, I'm very happy to have my guest for today, Tralia Ely. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. And so I did want to start off by first asking, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing really good. How about you? I'm doing quite well. I'm just so excited to have you here on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, that's great to hear. And so I did want to go ahead and start off by allowing for um, for you to introduce yourself to the podcast audience before we go ahead and get started. Yeah, of course. So hi, everybody. Again, I hope you guys are doing great. Um, like Brandon already said, my name is Trulia Ely, but I do also go by Leah. Um, I am 19 and I live in um, Norfolk, Virginia. I attend Old Dominion University. Um, I'm a sophomore with a major in strategic communications and a um, minor in marketing. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm from a small town originally, um, you know, Franklin, Virginia. Um, what else? I, I love people. I love talking. So I was really excited for this opportunity to be on this podcast. I'm really, I really hope that you guys can get some good stuff from, you know, what I'm going to talk about today. Um, and yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I'm so glad, yeah, as I said before, to to have you here. And so... I'm just going to go ahead and get yeah, straight into it. And so, yeah, okay. And so, I'm actually going to start off with asking so, what really made you want to go to, to ODU? And, like, what really got you into the whole communication field? Well, um, it's not too much of a complicated answer. I, um, so growing up, I originally thought I wanted to be a lawyer because, um, I like to talk. That's always been, um, and I'm always, you know, I like people and I like kind of like the um, briefcase and business suit type of aspect. And I love watching criminal shows like Law and Order and CIS and Criminal Minds and things like that. So that's where I thought I wanted. And I, my favorite movie at the time was Legally Blonde. And, um, you know, it just kind of led me to wanting to be a lawyer. Um, I actually had went as far as. Um, describing what kind of lawyer I wanted to be. So I was thinking more along the lines of a civil rights attorney. Um, but as I hit, you know, high school, um, I started to realize that I don't know if being a lawyer was for me. I felt like I couldn't really um, exude my personality kind of in that field because I'm very energetic. I'm very people person, you know, um, and I felt like that uh, job was a little bit too strict so I was looking at you know what I like to do and like I said I love people I love talking um and so um I guess we will get into it a little bit later but um so I am blind slash visually impaired um and I'm actually part of this program called I'm Determined and I'm a youth leader um, and like I said, I'm probably going to get into the nitty gritty a little bit later, but um, basically within the program, I go and I talk to different schools and um, kind of mentor youth uh, with a variety of disabilities. And through that, I really 
kind of honed in on my love for communications and talking to people and sharing my story and hearing their story and just trying to kind of, um, you know, make things better through communicating. And I figured that out. I was so happy. Um, I also in high school was part of the Future Business Leaders of America program and well, club. And within that, um, I did some traveling and competed in public speaking events and things like that. And that also kind of made me really realize that I wanted to do um, speaking to people. So for a little while, I was like, um, maybe I want to be a motivational speaker, you know? And then I was like, I don't know if that's really something you can really go to college for or something that is a secure job. So I did a little more research, a little more digging, and I said, okay, communications is a thing that exists, you know, as a major. And um, as far as that, I was kind of sold on it. And then um, I kind of honed that to strategic communications um, with a minor in marketing, which would kind of equate to in the um, workforce as working for a company um, kind of with their media department and making sure the company's image remains good and good standing and things like that. So, yeah. And then as far as getting to ODU, I actually, I actually didn't want to come to ODU at, at all whatsoever. It's too close to home. It's about 45 minutes to an hour from where I'm um, originally from. Um, but I just, I don't know, I, the campus was beautiful. Other than being too close to home, that was the only downside that I didn't like about it. But I kept touring the campus over and over again and it just started to already feel like home. So I was like, why not, you know? Um, and I, I love it here so much. It's literally the best. Um, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Well, one, I'm glad that you feel at home at your university and yeah, and I'm just so glad that, I mean, that overall that like you're finding your own your own journey and yeah, I mean, being able to strive from there. And I did actually want to um, touch on, of course, yeah, that you mentioned how you are blind. And so, and so for you, yeah, I guess how was that really, I guess, impacted like some of your your decisions, especially when it comes to yeah. Yeah, college search and your major, and I mean, even just everyday life for you. So, um, I guess to kind of, and I'm really excited about this because I've never actually uh, publicly, I guess, shared my story. So it's been like a journey that I have, that I've been on, and I'm glad that I'm at this point where I can, and hopefully I can help somebody else. But so um, to get into a little bit more specifics, my um, condition is called uveitis. It's a retinal inflammatory condition. Um, it causes glaucoma and cataracts. Um, and there's like scar tissue and things like that. And I, it wasn't something I was born with. I kind of, there's not really an underlying cause for it. And we still don't know what caused it. But I um, got it when I was about nine or 10. So I've had it for almost um 10 years now um and i still have a lot of my vision so i'm very grateful for that but um i definitely am legally blind um and things like that um and um but yeah definitely like legally blind but as far as affecting my day-to-day -day life i do have to use certain um pieces of assistive technology and things like that. Um, I do have a white cane that I use 
as needed. Um, and as far as, you know, my college search, I, one of the things that I did have to kind of maneuver through was just figuring out how the accessibilities department was and um, what accommodations I could get or what assistive technology they were going to allow me to have in my classes and stuff like that. Um, but yes, yeah, so just kind of um, that type of thing. And I think at the beginning of this uh, journey, um, I did like take a few hits with my confidence in terms of being okay with my disability and understanding that um, it was something that was okay to have. But um, now, like I said, I'm really glad to say that I'm here at a point where I can openly talk about it to help other people or just to let somebody know. Well, I'm glad to hear at least that you've been able to sort of, I mean, come to terms with it and just being able to, I mean, try to work to like, I guess, live your your best life with trying to do yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, and so... Yeah, I mean, and through this journey, I know that, yeah, that you were mentioning to me earlier that you had a chance to actually publicly, I guess, present about this back in 2019. And so are you able to tell yeah. us a bit about that? Of course, I would love to. So um, with that, presenting in 2019, um, it came with being part of the I'm Determined program which is, I know I talked about it earlier, but I guess I can explain a little bit more. So it is funded by the Virginia Department of Education. And it's a program that helps teaches youth, um, more specifically youth with disabilities, both mental and physical, um, how to uh, be autonomous and how to be self-determined and advocate for themselves and all these important skills. So, um, we, every year we have a summit um, at JMU and probably in 2017 or 2018 was my first year as a participant. And I absolutely loved it. I seen these um, youth that were maybe around my age, a little bit, maybe a year or two older than me that were leading and leading the activities and talking to us and mentoring us. And I said, oh my God, I want to be there. I want to be in their shoes. You know, I want to also help um, other people the same way they are. So the very next year I applied to be a youth leader and I'm so grateful that I got in. So through being a youth leader, we have lots of different things throughout the year. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of youth leaders, um, all across, all across Virginia. But, um, you know, during the year, we have a lot of kind of presentations we do. So we talk to students, we talk to parents, we talk to potential educators and kind of just talk to them about, um, you know, if it's an educator, what we wish our educators would have done and just giving them advice for going in the special education field and how to kind of work with students with this with disabilities. Um, so we talk about IEPs and um, individualized education plans and things like that. Um, like I said, we also talked to students, but I um, got the opportunity to, because I use assistive technology and um, we have these people called terminators, which are kind of the adults of the, the adult kind of overseers of the program. And they'll get invited to speak at places and they'll take some youth leaders. 
So um, back in 2019, right before the pandemic hit, um, so 2019, right into 2020, I got the opportunity to go to Orlando, Florida and speak at the Assistive Technology, um, the International Assistive Technology Conference. I think it was ATAI. Um, I think that was the name of the conference. It was um, an amazing experience. I was there for about three days. I got to talk on what assistive technology I use. I mainly was talking to um, other um, people that use assistive technology as well as some educators. So I let them know, you know, what assistive technology I use and how I use it and how it's really benefited me. Um, got to really see some cool AI. Um, and all that type of stuff and it was a it was an amazing experience and that kind of um made me realize that i want to travel with what i do um in my communication fields i i want to go places and meet new people while i'm still communicating and um doing all of that well i'm really yeah first of all i'm really you know glad i was able to hear a little bit about your I mean, your journey and like some and everything that you've been able to. Yeah, yeah. Especially like with advocating for others as well. I mean, so I mean, definitely, of course. Thank you so much for your service and doing that. I mean, that's just. <laughs> oh my God, I've never been thanked for that before. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, I mean, I'm just really glad that you were able to like really use your voice to be able to, I mean, to speak up about that. I mean, that's just not a lot of people like really I guess are willing to I mean take the time to just really I mean speak up about yeah that and that their experiences I mean and that's a part of the reason too I have this podcast is so is so we're able to have these you know these discussions and so I'm just glad you were able to do that and I mean be comfortable doing it as well and so and so for you I know that yeah that that's not the only journey that you've been yeah, a part of lately. And so I know, you know, as you were mentioning to me beforehand, that you're also a pretty big advocate for mental health as well. And so yeah. are you able to tell us a little bit about that? Of I, course. Uh, yeah, I'd really like to hear, I mean, all about that. And if, you know, these two journeys happen to intersect at all as well. Yeah, of course. So um, my advocacy and journey for mental health and self-awareness and stuff um, is is a recent one, is a new one that I've kind of started to embark on. Um, so basically, um, in it, I guess it started once I got to college. This is my first year on campus. Um, I forgot to mention that I took some dual enrollment classes while in high school. So I got my associates while I was in high school. So um, now I it's my first first year like on campus being at a four-year institution but I'm already have enough credits to be a sophomore so um, I immediately started taking classes in my strategic communications major and um, I had a course called introduction to human communication and also a sociology course and I feel like what kind of started me on this journey was taking those classes and learning so much about communication and and being human and to me that's such that just has such a strong connect and it intertwines with your mental health and um like how you speak to others how you speak to yourself that's part of you know mental health and communication so it just kind of overlapped for me and I learned um 
you know, why I communicate a certain way and how to validate and what validation actually is. And that um, you shouldn't, you know, that the way that you talk to yourself or about yourself um, can really reflect how you, um, how you, how you're feeling. So um, I guess the first step that I took without even realizing I started this journey was just becoming aware. So I became aware of how I talk to myself, how I talk to others. Um, I became aware of what kind of communicator I am. So um, there's feminine communicators and there's masculine communicators. It doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with gender or sexual orientation. It's just how you're how you communicate and how um, society views that communication style. So um I realized I was a feminine communicator and I became aware of that and um, how I see that and things that I do and things that I say. And I don't know, I just love that awareness that I had. I felt like it was opening a new door for me to communicate better and to be a better person. And um, that was my, that was um, last semester I had those classes. So I've still kind of been um, having that awareness. And then I kind of, um, wanted to because I kind of felt like within the hecticness of college life and um, the pandemic and everything I wasn't really taking the time to step back like I realized that I didn't really know who I was without doing certain things or being around certain people so for about um, for maybe a couple weeks now I've kind of stepped back um, and done a lot of self-reflection, a lot of journaling, listening to podcast, listening to podcasts and um, music that I really feel like moves me and things like that to kind of touch back to who I am and um, kind of my purpose and things like that. And so far, yes, it's been a little difficult, but it's been an amazing journey. I actually um, last night went to a painting class. I used to paint all the time. I kind of fell out of it. But um, I went into a painting class and it was just so therapeutic for me to get back in touch with that. And I felt like I knew, you know, where I was. And so that's kind of um, where my journey is right now. I'm still journaling. I've kind of identified and become aware of a lot of things within myself that I want to work on to be better for me and to be a better human being in general. So I'm so excited and so grateful that I'm on this journey and able to do these things. And as far as me advocating for mental health, I think me starting my journey has been a big step for me to lead towards advocating because I already kind of advocate for myself as much as I can, as well as um, youth and other individuals with disabilities and things like that. Um, oh, and I also wanted to mention another thing that got me on this um, being aware journey and mental health journey is probably for our spring break a few weeks ago, um, I got the opportunity to fly out to Seattle because I am taking a course which studied the LGBTQ and inclusive um, culture within the workforce within the Pacific Northwest. So I went to Seattle, Washington for a week and got to talk to businesses about what they're doing to be inclusive and include people and, um, you know, with different sexual orientations and races and spiritualities and disabilities and things like that. And that kind of also got me thinking. So all of these things combined have just, you know, turned into this beautiful mosaic of, um, you know, my goals and, you know, starting these journeys. So getting a little bit back on track here, um, as this kind of ties into my advocacy for mental health, um, 
it's kind of, like I said, made me really aware. So I'm starting to see um, not issues, but ways that mental health can be taught or um, explained better. I realize there's a lot of stigma around it and things like that. And I'm working on figuring out what I can do to kind of remove that stigma around it, especially in the um, Black community and, you know, in some other communities. I feel like there's a lot of stigma surrounding it. And um, I want to do what I can to make sure people are okay. Because, you know, with being in this society, it's a lot of hustle and bustle and you got to move. And um, I think something that the pandemic really taught all of us is that, you know, um, things happen that you might not be prepared for. So I feel like it's the best route to kind of be in a mental state of understanding that and accepting that and be able to move forward with that. Um, so, and I actually, I'm coming back from Seattle and doing all this, I think maybe depending on my schedule next um, semester, um, I was, and if one doesn't already exist, I was actually thinking about creating a club um, surrounded by or built on the foundation of inclusion and diversity and understanding what that means and understanding how to bring inclusion and diversity within your community. And now that I'm on this mental health kind of kick, um, probably incorporating that in it as well. So I, you know, definitely love to do a follow-up if I actually do decide to do that. But, um, <laughs> I know I've been like talking to, as far, as far as my journey and everything, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. It's kind of where I'm looking to be. Well, I mean, I'm just so glad that, I mean, you've been able to, I mean, to figure this out for yourself and, and yeah, and especially like firsthand and, yeah, and do it like proactively. I think that's a very, I mean, important step in all of this. And so I'm just glad that one, you were able to get that. And also I'm glad that you were able to head over to Seattle, you know, for spring yeah. break. It was, it was so much fun. I got to experience so much and talk to all these cool businesses about, um, and a few of them were small businesses about what they're doing to be inclusive. And it wasn't just me. It was a, um, I had a class. So it was like, um, it was, and it's funny cause it was a virtual class and our first time meeting was literally all the way across, um, the all the way across the United States, but we clicked really well. I really enjoyed being with that um, group and everything we learned. And I feel like we kind of grew together, even though it was a short little span, but it was an amazing experience, an amazing opportunity. Well, that's great that you were able to, I mean, to have that opportunity. And, and I know that that's not even the only like, like sort of opportunity <laughs> like that, that you would have like within yeah, yeah, I guess a month time period. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I um, was able to go to Washington, D.C., so different type of Washington, Two week, about two weeks ago um, with PRSSA, which is Public Relations Student Society of America. It's an organization that I'm involved in here at ODU on campus. And, you know, Burns and I understand that you're a part of it as well. We uh, went together. But um, basically, for those of you that might not know, um, PRSSA is organization at ODU. Um, it's not strictly at ODU, but um, it's at other colleges as well. But it's the student version of Public Relations Society of America. Um, and we work on communications, 
public relations, strategic communications, that type of thing. So it's literally the organization that fits right into the field that I'm looking to go in. And um, I we went on the spring break trip, like I said, to Washington for a few days, got to talk to organizations there, um, public relation firms and how they're running things and what they're looking for and things like that. And um, I actually um, have made the decision to um, be on the the e-board, which is kind of like our, I'm not sure what the E stands for, but it's kind of our board president, vice president, treasurer, secretary, um, you know, of our uh, club. So um, executive board. Um, so I am hoping to have a seat on the e-board with PRSSA this upcoming fall. And I'm really excited about that because you know, through this journey, I've kind of become aware of a lot of things. And um, like I said, I love to talk, but I've kind of learned to also sit back and observe. And I'm really grateful for that. So I've seen some things and I'm like, oh my God, this works so great. This is amazing. We should keep this. And I've seen some things like, okay, this can be tweaked a little bit. Like I see how we can make this better. And um, just a plug for, you know, mental health journeys in general. I think it's a very important thing to embark on. It doesn't have to be some, you know, big um, solo trip into the mountains to meditate. Um, a mental health journey could start anywhere at any time um, in any way you choose. It's just about reflecting on, um, you know, your life and things that you've done and, and your goals and things like that. So I'm, I really encourage everyone listening um, to start their own you know, spiritual, mental, physical health journey, because right now health is important, both physical, mental, and spiritual. So I just encourage you to um, listen to more podcasts like this, read some books, take a walk, just take time to breathe and reflect. Well, first of all, you know, thank you so much for, I mean, for providing all of this information and for, I mean, for overall telling us about your journey and how you, I mean, have really come across this. I mean, it's yeah. a journey that's very important, you know, for people to hear. And so I'm just so glad that, you know, you're willing to share this. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've never, um, as much as, you know, talking and things that I've done, um, I've never really had a full platform to kind of just share my story and share my full story and you know I mean I guess times that I have I wasn't really fully comfortable or confident with it but um I am now so I am immensely you know gracious and grateful for you to have this podcast and to ask me to be on it and to allow me to share my story and you know what I'm doing and you know my little tidbits of I'm you know I don't know everything but sharing the little bits and pieces and golden nuggets that I've kind of collected and found well I'm just like I said I'm just really glad that yeah I mean that you said that you were interested well actually you came to me and said that you were interested so <laughs> yeah. So, yeah so I'm just so glad that I mean that we were able to do this and have this time to to speak I mean I was, I'm definitely very grateful for um, for even having this opportunity to speak. Yeah, yeah. And so before we go ahead and, I mean, to head to our break in a minute or two. So so I guess for other people who are, I guess, trying to, I mean, just figure out things in their life and, yeah, and trying to, I mean, trying to determine, like, what's the next step? Like, 
maybe like they they have like a ton of work that they have to do and yeah mm -hmm. they don't yeah they don't know how to proceed forward do you have any like sort of advice for them or or anything that i guess that you would tell them um i would say i'm mainly just gonna pull from my experiences um and what i've done so um it's okay to step back it's okay to step back for a second i know especially with me being a college student um, and having classes and extracurriculars and um, work and things like that, it can get really hectic and overwhelming. And I know some people like that fast pace and others, it's like, whoa. So um, I would say to just understand that it's okay to breathe. It's okay to relax. It's okay to take a minute for yourself. Um, it's okay to to have some self-love, you know, some self-care. If shopping, if retail therapy is what you need, you know, don't spend too much, but, you know, go shopping. If if um, going on walks or, um, you know, playing with pets is something that you need to kind of de-stress, then do it. It's okay to step back. The work will still be there. The work is not going anywhere, you know, um, but you're, you know, just make sure that you understand that your mental health um, is is what's important. Because if you're not okay, then what you produce and what you um, kind of exude and and give out won't be either. It, it'll it'll show. So it's best to kind of just take a step back and work on yourself. And sometimes, um, sometimes you have to take break from relationships, like romantic relationships, friendships, or sometimes even like within your family. And that is okay. You know, you have to understand these are people that love you and care about you. And um, sometimes it's okay to just kind of sit um, by yourself and kind of think, you know what I mean? Of how to be a better person, be a better you and how you can proceed. Um, some things that I like to do is I like to write stuff down. Um, I just got into journaling. Journaling is a it's been so therapeutic to me and I'm going to start back on painting. So um, baking, you know, there's lots of hobbies and things like that, that a lot of people find therapeutic and stress relieving. So I would say find your thing, find your niche and and do it and um, get lost in it, get lost in the sauce or kind of just reflect whatever you feel like you need to do to to move forward or to get over this you know stressful hurdle of exams or work or relationships or however you're feeling just do it it's okay the people will still be there the relationships will still be there work will still be there you know your mental health should come first and that's what's most important well that is really great to hear and i hope that that was able to help anyone who who may be going through their own journey maybe wanting to start their own yeah in terms of those listing but but we're gonna go ahead and and head to our break and we'll be back in just one moment. So please stay tuned. All right, well, we are still yeah, here speaking today. And so first of all, Leah, I'm so glad to, yeah, have been able to speak with you thus far. I mean, it's there's just been such a great and productive conversation. Thank you. I. Um, you know, I'm glad that we're back. Um, and I'm just, again, really grateful to be here. Like, I love, I love this. I love this stuff. So. Well, that is great. And so, and so before we go ahead and close out the interview, I did want to give a, a portion for you where, where, where you're able to ask, yeah, where you're able to speak a little bit about, 
anything that we didn't have a chance to speak about before or whether you have any, you know, thoughts or questions for me, the floor is all yours. Okay. Um, again, I just want to say, you know, thank you for <laughs> letting me um, speak on your podcast. It's been an amazing experience. Um, I've loved it. It's actually maybe encouraged me to um, start my own or something similar. Um, so I'll definitely keep you updated. Um, as far as any kind of finishing thoughts, I feel like I've kind of touched on everything that is going on right now and everything that's important to me because communication, the three things that I guess are that are most important to me right now um, is communication, mental health and advocacy. And I feel like those all kind of entwine really good together. I feel like we had a really amazing conversation. I hope you guys listening, you know, loved hearing it. I hope you got some, um, something good from it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't think I have any more, I don't think I have any more questions. I want to make sure did you um, have any like last questions for me or anything? So I don't know. I don't, as of right now, I don't think I have any I mean, any like true fervor questions. I just really like have enjoyed like hearing about your full journey and I mean everything that you've um, been doing, everything you've been through, and yeah. And I definitely hope that you, you continue. I mean that you continue doing well. Oh, and I meant to say earlier, congratulations on your associate's degree. I meant to say that. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. And so, how does that feel essentially to? I mean, to yeah, be right now like in a four year, but at the same time, knowing that you've already, you already have a degree that you're sort of set for the moment. It fit, honestly, I never really thought about it, but it feels good. Um, I'm glad that I did it. Um, I know, um, I don't think all my credits transferred. So instead of being a junior, I'm a sophomore, but I actually like that. Like I liked coming in with only one year um technically under my belt because um I, I don't I love college I love being here I'm not in a rush to graduate and <laughs> be a full adult yet so um I'm glad that I have like the three years and it kind of allowed me to go ahead and start taking classes in my major instead of having to take the general education requirements and I'm really really happy about that because everything kind of just falls into place and just solidifies um, everything that I love and everything that I want to do so I'm really really grateful and it, yeah I'm glad that I did it well that is really great to hear and so and so right now I did want to give an opportunity first yeah, to say if if anyone would like to continue following your journey, is there anywhere that people are able to follow you and continue, you know, being able to keep up to date with your story? Yeah, um, so I'm probably going to post a little bit more on it, but I do have a professional um, Instagram account that I use. Um, okay, anytime something um, I go somewhere or do a seminar or something like that. Um, so my Instagram is Ely, E as an elephant l as in lion e as an elephant y as in yellow dot th um on instagram and i believe it's a public account so yeah just follow me um i check it um regularly so you know um if you would like to reach out in regards to something i said or um something that i'm involved in or you know just want to talk or have questions then feel free to send me a message 
Well, that is really great to hear. And I'm going to allow for you now to go ahead and close out our interview um, with um, with a closing thought, because I know that you said you had one prepared. Yeah, I do. So this is actually one of my favorite quotes um, by W.E. Du Bois. And it says, strive for that greatness of spirit that measures life, not by its disappointments, but by its possibilities. And I kind of try to live by that. So um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, of course. And it was, once again, it was really great having you here. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And have a wonderful day, everyone. Stay safe, stay well, and go after your goals. I'll see y'all next time. Take care.